Your money is more powerful than you know. It only takes a little, and from there it can multiply and grow. But it can't help just sitting in your pocket or your change jar. Introducing Bundle. Bundle takes your spare change from everyday purchases, such as coffee, lunch, or gas, and automatically invest it into Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. It's secure, easy, and hassle-free to watch your spare change grow. Bundle. Painless, effortless, and fun investing. So, my mom has been a teacher for as long as I can remember. I was being taught at home before I even started kindergarten. Things like colors, numbers, and even a little bit of reading. Basically, she's a great teacher. Such a great teacher, in fact, that she is now teaching other teachers how to teach better. Interesting, right? Lots of teaching. Anyway, let's go talk to her and learn a little bit about that. Hello, I'm Layla. I'm 17, and I'm doing this podcast to expose different professions to people like ourselves who are interested in knowing what career options exist beyond doctor and lawyer. No offense if that's your planner present, we just want to explore other options. So here to help us with that today is... Kalila Lewis. Hello, Kalila. This is my mom. (laughs) Just saying that ahead of time just in case we sound too familiar with each other. But um, so what you do? Currently, I am an instructional coach for an education company. Um, different companies call their uh, coaches different things. Some of them may be called instructional consultant. Okay, instructional consultant. And what made you want to do that? Um, well, let's go back. Let's kind of go back a little bit. Um, when I was first teaching, um, they didn't have a position like this. Um, after I went back to teaching, after I had the girls, um, they had instructional coaches in the school. Now, they were not called that at the time, but they would come into your room. They would watch you teach, observe, see what you needed support in or see where your strengths were. And then they would come back and like give you feedback to help you. Um, support your students better. So that's like the first experience I had with it. Um, So you also said, why did I want to do that? Is that what your question was? Mm -hmm. I wanted to do this because I wanted to help people. If we kind of go back, after I went back to teaching, after I had the twins, I was um, struggling a little bit because the curriculum had changed. I didn't know all the standards. Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure that I was supporting my students. Um, And I did have some instructional coaches in the building, but I really was having a hard time. And after that, I kind of like that summer after I had that really hard year, I worked on um, supporting myself. I found um, like a a big PD, like it was a big professional development. It was like a whole weekend of um, where you can go and they give you strategies and supports and things to help you in your classroom. So I went to something like that. And then that whole summer I researched basically how to become a better teacher, right? Yeah. So I kind of supported myself in that way. Um, And then we also, that next year, the school was going to be taken over by the state, which means 
every school gets a grade um, because students have to take state testing. So they grade the teachers based on how the students do. And if your students aren't doing well, then the state will come in and give you support or completely shut down the school because, you know, like, why is it there if it's not helping kids? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So that also helped me become a better teacher. But going through those things helped me to know that um, helped me to become a better teacher. So when we moved to Texas, I um, Texas makes all new teachers straight out of college, as well as new teachers to the state, be in this like new teacher program. Mm-hmm. And when you're in the new teacher program, you take classes on to like help you in the classroom and help you learn state standards so that you can support students learning. But they also have an instructional coach on campus. And that person comes into your classroom, they observe, they model, they lesson plan with you. They just like support you that whole first year. Hmm. Well, um, when you teach, sometimes like you, you wonder if you do the right thing. And I think that's with any profession. You're like, am I doing this right? Is it okay? Like, yeah, how's it going? Well, that person giving you that like immediate feedback saying, you're doing great. Keep going. Or did you see how that student um, answered that question correctly? Or I saw when you said this, that made sense for the student. Like they're watching kind of like everything that's going on in your classroom that you don't always see to help support you mm-hmm. as well as your students. So that really helped because, you know, a lot of times she, I would be like, I don't know how that lesson went. She'd be like, well, it went great. Like, look at, I saw this, I saw this, I saw this, like, you know, it was just like a big support, right? Mm -hmm. Well, after that, I changed schools and I changed grade levels. And I also had an instructional coach on campus and she is my friend to this day. And she also helped me because I moved grades. So I would also, like, I, I learned to utilize these people on my campus because I know that I cannot do it alone. Like some people might find it intimidating for an instructional coach to come in, but I find it very helpful because I can ask questions. I can see, well, ask like, is this how you would do it? How would you do it? Like, you know, just to know that you're kind of on the right track. Yeah. So anyway, through that year, I had a teaching partner who was new to education as well as um, new to the grade level. So I kind of mentored and supported her through that year. Mm-hmm. And, but I didn't realize I was doing the job of an instructional coach. I was just helping my partner out, right? Yeah. And then the next year, I also had a new partner, but she was straight out of college. Oh. And I did the same thing, but I didn't realize that you were being an instructional coach. I was doing, yeah. I didn't realize I was doing that same thing because we would look at what we were doing in the classroom. We would compare notes. I would go in and watch her, like if she needed anything. I didn't realize I was doing that. So I went back to my friend on campus, who's an instructional coach. And I'm like, hey, what do you think about this? And she was like, I think you could do it. You're already doing it. I was like, I'm not doing that. She said, (laughs) you really are. You're supporting her. She's asking you questions. Um, There's not much more to it, except for like, if you were to like, uh, teach content or whatever. So, yeah. um, and content is like helping her with her 
instruction or modeling, which I was helping her with instruction. And then I wasn't going in the classroom and teaching her students, but I was telling her what I was doing in my classroom. Mm -hmm. So um, that's my experience with it. That's how I learned about it. And then um, when I really thought about it, I was like, okay, that's kind of what I'm already doing. And then I asked my friend and she was like, you should do it. Let's do it. And I was like, okay, okay, I could do it. Um, but that was through um, many years of teaching. So do you think that um, people who want to be an instructional coach should start out as a teacher and kind of build up so that they know like how to instruct the teachers with whatever grade they're helping out with and things like that? I think they do need the classroom experience. I think that it helps to get your classroom experience because then you kind of know um, challenges and struggles and successes that teachers have from year to year, especially in like um, from the beginning of the year, the struggles aren't the same as the end Mm -hmm. um, and the successes aren't the same, um, you know, from beginning to end of the year. So I do think that they need that classroom support. Um, And then the more you teach, the more stories you have. Mm. And the more stories you have, the more you can relate to people. Mm -hmm. And that helps you in teaching um, teachers. So being an instructional coach is more of like a thing that you can get to once you've been a teacher for a while. Yes, I think it's helpful to have had your classroom experience. Got it. Okay. So how, once you talk to your friend and your friend was like, yes, you should do it. You're already doing it. How did you start working towards actually getting uh, that specific job and making that your career? Well, I had to think about um, the ways I was supporting already on my campus Mm -hmm. and kind of like, like make a list of like things that I was already doing to support the role. Um, I ended up applying for the role in the school system. And at the time for my position, it was called an early literacy support teacher. And so they kind of have like the list of what you have to do in the job. Mm -hmm. So I kind of went through that checklist and was like, okay, I already mentor teachers. Um, I have, oh, and then I also got opportunities to present at like our big district professional development. Mm -hmm. Um, So I knew I had already delivered PD, which is teaching teachers about a a particular subject or content area Mm -hmm. um, and how they can use that instructional content in their classrooms with their students. Okay. So I'd already done that. I knew I had a passion for it because when I needed support, I really wanted to be, I didn't have the support I needed and I really wanted other teachers to feel Um, that they could turn to me for support. So I had like that drive to help people. So I know I have that. And um, so I kind of just thought about what you need to be an instructional coach and then kind of made sure that I was doing those things while I was teaching. Got it. Got it. So um, what education is needed to pursue this profession? I have my bachelor's degree in education, so I have my four years of college, um, and I do not have a master's, so you can do it with just your four-year bachelor's of education. Mm -hmm. Some of my colleagues do have their master's, and that does help them, you know, because they have seen 
more than just teaching and like a coaching position. They've kind of seen it from the administrative point of view so they can support administrators as well because we do support administrators also. Mm -hmm. So, but just like the basic four-year bachelor degree of education is all that's needed. And then you'll continue to learn with the other classes that you go to throughout your career. Yes. Yeah. We have different, um, even in instructional coaching, just like in teaching, you know, we have different um, professional developments that we have to pursue in order to get better and to strengthen our um, growth in the classroom and things like that. So it's in instructional coaching, we have different um, certifications we get to support us in the classroom. And I have, you know, friends that are principals. So whenever I do have questions, you know, I can relate back to their experiences. Even if I didn't have that experience for myself, I can have that experience through somebody else. So it's always good to kind of have uh, a good network of people to talk to. Got it. So as you're building up, you should definitely try to make friends and and talk to them yes. as you go. Yes, you you always want a good um, network of people to talk to. And in teaching, you need your people to talk to. Um, but it's always good to be friends with everybody on campus. <laughs> and not in a fake way, but just like, you know, because you never know who you can help and who can help you. Yeah, that's good advice. So now you are an instructional coach, but you travel as well, right? Yes. So now I'm not in the school system anymore. I work for an education company. So I travel to deliver um, services, whether that be training teachers on a specific specific, uh, curriculum or instructional platform, or I um, um, support teachers through coaching. And- how did you get to do that from just being in the school system at a specific school to traveling to schools everywhere? How did you get there? That's a good question. Well, um, we moved to Georgia, so <laughs> I wasn't um, I wasn't teaching here. So as I was researching, you know, different opportunities in the area, I was like, I should just step out and see what corporate jobs are available in the same capacity as the school system. Got it. So basically it was just through that move and also through just researching. And I applied for jobs in with corporate um, in corporate positions with education companies. So you, you just kind of took that leap mm-hmm. and the, the move was the, the catalyst. catalyst for that. Yep. Yeah. So, since you think that you should be a teacher first, um, what's the range of income for a teacher? And then what's your range of income for being an instructional coach? Okay, so I can only speak to my range and what I currently make and what I currently made as a teacher. Mm-hmm. So with I, we were in the state of Texas. So in Texas, I was making about $65,000 a year. But that's based on how much experience you have and your education level. So I didn't have my master's. So if you have your master's, you kind of you get paid more. Mm-hmm. But also every year that you teach, they 
pay you more money. Oh, okay. Because you have more experience. Because you have more experience. So I had about 65, I was getting 65000 a year in Texas. So I can speak to that. And then right now with my company that I work with, I'm in a, I'm a part-time instructional coach, which means I have an hourly rate that I get paid and I have like a maximum daily rate, which means when I go out to deliver services and it's a full day, then I get paid a certain amount. Ah, I see. Okay. So that, okay. So let's break that down. If I work about 12 days a month at that maximum daily rate, which is about 30 hours a week, Mm -hmm. I can make about $78,000 to $79,000 a year. Now, because I'm part-time, I can work more or I can work less if I want to. Mm -hmm. And then also there's there's some slow times, like in teaching, you get paid a salary position so it's by salary and you get paid during Thanksgiving break, Christmas break, spring break. But with a part-time position like this, I don't get paid during those breaks. Got it. Now, we did talk about certifications and things like that. I get I get a different pay rate to do like my certifications, learning, and I also get a different pay rate pay rate for travel. Okay. So you don't get paid time off, but you get paid for doing more learning and and you get paid for travel. Mm-hmm. So during your slow weeks, like if you have time during Thanksgiving break, then you could pick up some learning. You could learn a new, because with my education company, there's different instructional components. Mm-hmm. Like I work with literacy, but there's different there's early elementary curriculum, there's secondary elementary curriculum, like early elementary is K-3, secondary might be four, five, and six, there's middle school, there's high school. So there's different certifications I could get within the bundle of literacy. But there's also math, science, social studies, humanities. So whatever your specialty is, you could kind of pick from those, that group, so that when you do support teachers and you do go out and teach and provide coaching, it's in your wheelhouse already. Got it. Okay. I see. So you've got a lot of options. Mm -hmm. And there's lots of learning opportunities. So when it is slow, you could just learn a new curriculum. Got it. Okay. Hello, Editor Layla cutting in to provide a little bit more insight on the income side of things. Uh, My mom wanted to make sure that I mentioned that she is a part-time coach, so she gets paid hourly. Therefore, if she's not in a school, there's not really any money being made besides, like she mentioned, doing some online learning or getting reimbursed for her traveling expenses, which isn't actually getting paid paid, you're just getting your money back. But um, full-time coaches, however, are on a salary Pay, which is automatic, meaning they're getting paid even when it's slow and they're not actively in a school, which probably means that they are making more money. Okay, that's all I had to say. Just a little bit more extra info for you. Back to the interview. So what advice would you give someone who wanted to start being an instructional coach besides being a teacher and growing your network and things like that? Um. I would say just go for it because really your teaching experience is going to help you to support 
other teachers. And as teachers, sometimes we feel like, like, what are we doing that's so special? But we're supporting students, we're teaching students. And through all of that, you're going to learn like best educational practices. You're going to learn different types of students, as well as working with different types of teachers. So I think that once you get that classroom experience, say at least three years of classroom experience, Mm -hmm. then you are able to go ahead and go out and try for um, an instructional coach position. And they do train you in how to deliver if you haven't delivered um, and spoken in front of teachers. Um, They do support you in that. But a lot of times as teachers, we're already helping each other. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have after school meetings at school. Like if somebody is really good at something, then that principal is going to be like, hey, I want you to teach the staff this. Mm -hmm. And then also in education, we have lead teachers. And if you're the lead teacher for that grade, you might attend a professional development and then you have to go back and teach it to your team. Got it. So we get lots of opportunities in the school system to kind of grow in those areas as well. Got it. Okay, cool. Um, thank you for giving the um, the at least three years. I didn't think about asking for like a specific time frame. So thank you for that. And the reason I say three is because like your first year, you're just like trying to figure out how to function <laughs> in the classroom. Yeah. And um, you're learning a lot of things. And then your second year, you're like, getting your footing, you know the curriculum already, now you can perfect it. And then that third year, you really just like get comfortable. And then you can start making changes and doing some things different if you want. And it and that gives you more flexibility. Like in that third year, you're like, okay, I'm not learning anymore. I know, Well, you're still learning, but I don't have to learn a new curriculum. Mm-hmm. Now I know how to navigate this. Now, how can I add my own spin on it? Yeah. So that third year, you're really getting into the groove of things. So that's why I say at least three years. Now, that's just my opinion. Got it. It could be more or less depending on (laughs) the person. Yes. And I have 15 years of experience in the public school system. And I really do think that that was beneficial to supporting me in this current position I'm in. Got it. Okay. Well, I think that's all the questions that I have for you today. Thank you for giving really great answers. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. You have an interesting, you have an interesting profession. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. I hope you guys enjoyed. You can find us on Instagram at whatyoudo underscore podcast. That's W-H-A-T-C-H-U-D-O underscore podcast. If you find these types of things interesting, please let us know what professions you'd like to hear about in the future. See you guys next time.